SAFM Sports Special with John Carragher. Covering every win, every loss, every draw. Let's go to cricket now, to Bangladesh, to the Proteas team manager. And uh, Mohammed, uh, Dr. Mohammed Mosaji joins us on the line. Doctor, thanks very much for joining us. First of all, congratulations to you and the team. Uh, quite a, a great victory against Bangladesh. Very one-sided match. Thank you, John. Uh, thanks for having me on your show. And uh, as, as I'm sure the results show that it was one-sided, but let me say it was a very difficult wicket uh, to actually bat on up front uh, and get the runs on the board and all credit to the, to the batsmen. So literally it's our first match uh, of, the, of a long, very long season. Mm. It, it is the start of a season. Are the, are the boys feeling strong? Was there dust to brush off? Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest adjustment in this week has been to the, to the heat and the humidity. It's been mid-30s, the temperature and the humidity of over 75%. So that's been the biggest challenge. But fortunately, a lot of the guys have played in the IPL. So they have adjusted reasonably well to the conditions. Mm. As that, that, it's amazing how that has changed the subcontinent. That's the talking point that we've been focusing on leading up to this, is how that IPL has changed South Africans, the, the top guys especially, to be able to play on the subcontinent. Without a doubt. I mean, you were just chatting the other day in the team meeting. The guys that play all the formats, some of them will be spending six months this year in the subcontinent. Sure. Let's talk about the reason we've got you on the phone, and it's uh, it was inspired by a, a comment, uh, an article by Nick ha- uh, Nick Housen, how sports people survive during the Muslim fasting month or Ramadan, and it's it's been something yes. that's plagued uh, sports people across the globe. Footballers uh, have uh, had matches scheduled, cricketers especially, and that's a full day. In a in a nutshell, if you have to fast from sunrise to sunset, how do you play a, a cricket match or a football match? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, the jury is still out there where the fasting impacts sports and performance. Uh, but maybe from, from, a, from a sort of a background perspective, yeah. as you know, fasting is a spiritual act. Uh, for most people, it's, uh, it's about increasing their God consciousness. It brings about personal improvement through some form of self-restraint. Uh, what remains controversial is whether or not uh, sports is impacted or performance does dip or not. Uh, some of the things to consider, and it's all speculation at the moment, mm-hmm. is the hydration status of an athlete, you know, the, the sleep-wake cycle, because most of the sports people are waking up way before dawn to get in some food or drink. You need to consider the environment and the conditions. I mean, playing in the subcontinent where you're playing in the searing heat mm-hmm. that can take its toll. You've got to look at things like the intensity of training, the types of training. Uh, you know, the lack of sleep does, again, cause tiredness. Sports types. I mean, a lot of the research has shown that the short duration sports, whether it's football or whether it's uh, like karate or judo, there's not much impact on performance. But definitely once you start looking at the, the longer sports, and some research has, uh, has been done on middle distance runners, there has been an element of fatigue and understandably so. Uh, but the most important thing about sports uh, and, and fasting, I think, there's an aspect of individualization because I can say, having worked with athletes over the last 15 years or so, some athletes manage sport and fasting extremely easily. They don't complain. They they, they almost uh, reflect on the matter that it's mind over matter. And mm-hmm. others find it quite difficult. 
All right, uh, Dr. Mohamed Musaji, if you don't mind just holding just a second for us, we just need to get an update on the Gulf. We go to Paris. Uh, we're chatting to Dr. Mohamed Musaji about Ramadan and how that affects players uh, if they have to fast. And uh, some more questions. We'll take your questions as well if you have anything, because I'm not going to admit by any way to being an expert in that. So if you have questions that you think uh, Dr. Mohamed Musaji would like, if you, you'd like him to answer, please drop me an SMS 34701 or two rand ago. I uh, would love to hear your comments as well. Are you uh, observing Ramadan and how does it affect you if you are a sports person? SMS 34701. I'd love to have your comments on that. Let's go to golf now. Unfortunately the last time we're going to go to Nick Dye but because of weather he was telling us there was a slight delay. So Nick, uh, give us the latest. I see it's, it's, it's really quite tense. Jakub Fonsel falling down the leaderboard of it. Absolutely. You're not going to get a result in the program tonight because of that delay for electrical activity in the area here, but we're told there'll be no further disturbance, so we should see it through to a conclusion pretty swiftly with Bernd Wiesberger leading the way now. He's an Austrian who's had a chance to win in the Irish Open not so long ago, didn't perform nicely in his home event or the US Open, but the form has been good. Five birdies in six holes, 12 under par, three strokes the advantage though over a proven recent winner, the Spanish Open champion, James Morrison, birdies at 12 and 13, and Martin Keimer, a former champion over this course, really does got the bit between his teeth today. It's a flawless run of golf from the German. He's also nine under. And then we come to Yako. Mm. And it doesn't mean that he's playing badly, but he was two strokes clear at the start of play. And he's, you can see the frustration because, as I say, he's not hitting the ball bad. He's giving himself some opportunities. He's not taking them. Yes, there have been a couple of drop shots, but by and large, he's controlled. It just means that he's eight under par and looking distant, four strokes back with time running out. Okay, Nick Dye, thanks for that. We'll get a report with Nick Dye, I'm sure, this evening on uh, PM Live here on SAFM between 104 and 107 on your FM dial. That happens from 8 to 9 o'clock here on SAFM. Let's continue our chat with Dr. Mohamed Musaji. He's the Proteas team manager. Good win for them in Bangladesh. Uh, Mohammed, you were telling us about you're, you're not sure of the effects of fasting on a player but surely if they're not allowed to drink water or have energy drinks or something especially if they're sweating all the time it can't be good for them so maybe to clarify then what you're saying is that whether fasting impacts sports and performance that remains controversial okay. because some people say it doesn't it does, it does affect but it doesn't affect it adversely enough for performance to dip uh, but there are various factors to consider, which I've mentioned earlier. Ah, okay. And I think the, the one aspect you've touched on is mm. that when you play in the subcontinent, hydration plays a very big role. It's because you're playing a, a long form of the game. I mean, it's different when you play a football game for 90 minutes at high intensity, whereas if you're playing a cricket match, and again, you would need to consider with someone's a batsman, you know, in a test match or playing a T20 format where there's a lot of explosive running, uh, and hydration definitely becomes an issue. And it's going to sound, and, and by no way am I trying to offend anybody, but is, are you allowed to cheat? Are you allowed to say, well, actually, I'm very, very thirsty. I'm a professional athlete. I need to have a glass of water. I think, you know, the right to practice one's faith is uh, fundamentally recognized as a universal human right. And from a South African perspective, our diversity is something that we embrace. So definitely you're not allowed to cheat. But as a traveler, if you're a traveler, then you don't have to fast while you're on tour. You can obviously make it up after the month of Ramadan. Okay. But generally, most of the guys that, that are on tour with us, uh, if it's a training day, 
they would fast, and if it's a uh, match day, some of them would not fast and they make it up after the, after the month of Ramadan. It's so much more than just fasting as well, and I think that's, for somebody like me, as I've been doing research, it, it's not just the fasting. There's a whole lot of other things that go with it, right? Sure, definitely, no doubt. So it's, I mean, we're just talking about the physical aspects of it. Is, is it something that you, that you plan for as a team manager? Is it something that you have to keep in mind? Which of my players are Muslim and which aren't and, and how they all work together? I mean, being the, being the team manager, it's important from a scheduling perspective, uh, how we focus on how the, the year fixtures are going to sort of map sure. out. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, being the doctor with the team, uh, we've got a, a medical committee on two, which includes the physiotherapist, the, the fitness trainer, the strength and conditioning coach, and myself. Uh, and there's some areas that we touch on in, in as far as advising a lot of the players. For example, we try and make sure they drink plenty of fluids, uh, you know, before dawn. We make sure that on our training schedule, we avoid training the hottest part of the day, which is midday. Uh, so it's either training early morning or as late as possible. From a nutrition aspect, it's about advising them to try and maintain the caloric, uh, caloric intake by two meals a day as compared to normally we have three meals a day. Uh, and then, you know, the, the idea of trying to get in a daytime nap or siesta because we find it helps with limiting fatigue and improving recovery as mm. well. So there's a lot for you to think about. And uh, the, the one story, this, this Nick Housen article that we're talking about is, is how the, the mind of the player, would, the, would it be as focused on the sport if there's all these other things? Uh, it's, it's also time to focus on your religion, focus on poor people or, or something that you're thinking about. Is the mind, the psychological mind still there for a player? I think with the international sportsmen and the landscape that we find ourselves in, Especially in the South African perspective, I mean, we've got four of the uh, South African players who observe fasting during the month of Ramadan. And I can safely say that uh, none of them have been adversely impacted or affected in as far as the, you know, mental skills are concerned or whether or not they get sidetracked, uh, you know, getting busy with other stuff. So all, all good. And just before, I, I can't let you go without talking about the drone that the British, what was it, the TV crew that were there that threw the drone off. What's the story with the drone? Yeah, I mean, we've got our TV camera crew uh, who, who've been running with the Protestify campaign and the Protest TV, and they saw the drone reduced during the IPL, and they thought it would be, uh, you know, it would get some great pictures for, for the behind-the-scenes footage. Unfortunately, no one bothered to check that uh, the Bangladesh uh, laws had changed in December, mm. and there's no unmanned uh, sort of aircraft allowed, and special permission is uh, is needed for that. So we were we were kindly told not to use it, uh, <laughs> which we've agreed to. And now they're going to tell you, kindly, please stop beating us so convincingly and give us a chance next time around. Uh, Doctor, it's been great chatting to you. Thanks very much for that. Good luck to you and the boys and tell them South Africa behind them. I'm sure you guys look at the tweets and, and all the news reports as well from this site. So thank you very much for joining us. Much appreciated. Thank you. Dr. Mohammed Musa, GT manager of the Proteas. Uh, the impact of Ramadan for sportsmen and women, uh, it's, it certainly is something to think about. And as you heard there, they look at fixtures. They look at the way things are moved around in the world to make sure that it doesn't impact them too much.